Recording in progress. Recording also in my program. Thank you. Let's go. Initiate uh, podcast. Podcast launching. Oh no, too funny. Not so enough. If you, RAM. Listeners, if you uh if you can't tell by now, I've replaced Jake and Alex with robots. They're non- gonna be. I am non-fungible, Jake. You I cannot fund me. Funko ape. <laughs> Do not cool. defy me. I, I wear have, shades and a hoodie. <laughs> I have a monocle and I'm also a zombie. I um, am frowning, so you know I am sad. <laughs> we'll get into why they're frowning. I learned why they're frowning in my research really? for this episode. Yeah, it's real weird. I asked myself, why does the non-fungible ape frown? Yeah. Why does the ape frown? The question that haunts us all. Today on Pod Damn America, I will answer that question. We'll go on a journey to discover the mystery of the non-fungible token apes. I'm Jake Flores. That's Alex Patek. I'm Fungible Al. Let's get rapping. Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee here. Uh, monkeys are my favorite animal. Is that true? Yep. What about apes? Interesting. Because they're different, as I'm sure you know. Uh, I prefer monkeys to apes. I bet you do. Wow. I bet you do. Wow. That's why you're an enemy to the crypto community. Anders um, likes them dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's something I feel confident saying into a microphone. <laughs> uh, all my apes are gone. I woke up and they're all gone. <laughs> all my apes gone. Let's talk talk about this recent phenomenon of apes being gone. If you spend all of your time on Twitter.com, you no doubt have seen this happen. A guy with an ape picture tweets in a panicked tone. My apes. They took all my apes. My ape gone. Broke into my wallet. They took all my freaking monkeys. My Um, crypto zoo. It's pretty funny, you know, Um, (laughs) it's it's a fun thing to do jokes about the day of. Here's why I did this episode. Uh, Here's what I'm getting at this. The NFT thing is one of those things that seemed like such an instantaneous would be short lived fad that I figured there's no reason to learn really what this is. Because it's going to come and then go, and at the end of all this, there will be like a documentary that'll be funny that we can all watch and learn at the end in like a week. Um, the Tiger King of Money, Jake called it. <laughs> mm. But more and more over the last few months, I've started to get this creeping feeling that I don't think this NFT shit is going away. And that also seems to be the message coming out of the NFT world is like, Buckle up, motherfucker. We bought the stadium where the Lakers play, and we've uh, invaded Jimmy Fallon's brain, and all these fucking rappers have NFTs now and stuff. And so it kind of sounds like we're stuck with this. We're going to be living in an NFT world for a while. So I spent the weekend doing some research and trying to figure out exactly where all this stuff came from and what it is and where it's going. So let's go on a short history adventure ride 
to discover the story of NFTs. It's Miss Frizzles here. She's shrinking us down into the bus. Miss uh, Frizzle bus. is turning you into an ape. No, yeah. no, Miss yeah. Frizzle. Oh, God. Her dress is covered in all the stupid ape art. And um, that's gonna, Arnold yeah. is watching the rest of his class slowly and painfully transform, going, I told you, I told <laughs> you she can't be trusted. Yeah, <laughs> she's literally, it's like Planet of the Apes or something. She's, or like that Cowboy Bebop or the gas turns you into a monkey. It's just uh, like that. And once you're a monkey, they can trade you for other monkeys. I think. I don't understand I think how it works yet. At this point, I do think Miss Rizzle is working in a dispensary and is really into crypto. That makes sense. That tracks from the the show, from my knowledge of the show. My watching hey, the class, show. I'm low key goaded with the sauce. <laughs> yeah. I I could see it because you know this sort of. I mean, we'll get to this, but like. This sort of theory of decentralized everything running off the blockchain, you know, largely attracts libertarian dumbasses, but not that's not everyone is involved in it. There's uh, it also attracts regular dumbasses. <laughs> well, it also attracts Mr. Frizzle, who's just a well-meaning, you know, space cadet who wants to, uh, you know, I don't know. So she, she wants, wants to, to revolutionize the, the industry of selling weed edibles. Yeah. 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 And also, I didn't, um, mean, I didn't mean to imply there's good things that might come out of this. No, she's very intelligent, actually. I think she's really, she's doing really important um, stuff. She, yeah, but she also might, like be your friend who gets sucked into an MLM at some point and is like, I've only got to sell five more Nutri-Grain box of bars. Right. It's not uncommon. To help me. It's not uncommon for extremely, extremely smart, intelligent people to also be somewhat gullible and uh, susceptible to scams. I've, I've heard this. Uh, yeah, well, be- that's more true more she- and more of the time. She's... All right, I got. We got to get off Miss Frizzle in a second, but she's a good example of like, yeah, the type of intelligence that, like, you know, when uh, when Om Shinrikyo was yeah. cracked open, the Japanese cult, they said they were surprised, uh, or a lot of people were surprised to discover that, like, the people that got sucked into it were all educated and all had master's degrees and stuff. Not all of them, but like, they're highly educated people. You th- you tend to think of uh oh anyone that's gullible enough to buy into something must be uneducated they must be like uh cletus the slack-jawed yokel from the simpsons and they're a rube and all this stuff but uh you know there's different forms of intelligence and you know frankly i think that like all this finance bro stuff is fucking lame and stupid but when i talk to a guy who really knows about it or a lady uh out in the world saving myself there sorry uh but like <laughs> You know, when they get into the technical detail of it, you kind of eyes glaze over and go, wow, you learned a lot of like esoteric, like financial stuff just on a technical level. That is ultimately part of a cult that's also a pyramid scheme. But good. Wow. You know, like you really put put your back into getting tricked online. You got (laughs) to respect that. Yeah. And it's because, you know, we see the big picture. Right. So we're not sitting around reading all of the details and figuring out exactly how the fucking blockchain works and stuff because you know because we read stuff like Marx that looks you know at the the big the big big uh, you know who benefits qui bono that sort of stuff of well, the why big this thing stuff about, to begin with and sort with, of work backwards without knowing anything about this the big turnoff for me about uh, NFTs is they're riding off the back of all the cryptocurrency stuff that's been happening over the last 10 years, which we've had 10 years to just be like, oh, this is just 
money gone stupid. It's just completely deregulated assets <laughs> being traded through criminals, you know? And if this was just monkey pictures being traded between monkey enthusiasts, I would respect it a lot more than like when uh, Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia finds out that you can make $100,000 if you start printing apes. <laughs> 